When the Indianapolis Colts win when they are staffed almost entirely by mediocres. And by mediocres, I mean non-first-round draft picks. Can the Colts get from here to there? There being a meaningful banner being hung at Lucas Oil Stadium with this many second, third, and fourth round guys, these many guys, so many guys not taken in the first round. This is fascinating to me. Cubs, winners last night against the Cardinals. You know what? Christopher Morrell is just fantastic. And what I don't get is why so many baseball players look like they are carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders every time they play the game. Have you ever had so many people do so many, do one thing where they look like they're having so little fun? It should be fun. Baseball is supposed to be fun. Nick Castellanos, he reminded the Cubs of that a few years ago. Christopher Morrell doing that now. The NBA Finals. How about the Warriors collapse? First team ever in the history of the NBA to lead an NBA Finals game by more than 10 going into the fourth quarter and losing it by more than 10. Unbelievable collapse and unbelievable comeback by the Boston Celtics. Just phenomenal stuff. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. This is Breakfast with Kent for Friday, June 3rd, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. As always, you got a plumbing problem, they've got a plumbing solution. Give them a call, 765-610-8809. Smash that subscribe button. Smash the like button. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. You want to donate something? Donate something. I love it. Uh, here is the, kind of the composition. Thank you very much, Isaiah. Appreciate that. Um, let's say uh, Matt Ryan is a leader. And, and you talk to the guys, and they, they start laughing at the leadership that Matt Ryan provides. So let's start with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was a third overall pick, but 14 years ago. The Colts acquired him for a third-round pick. Should he count as a first-rounder or a third-rounder? I'm not sure it really matters for the Indianapolis Colts. Eight running backs, they got a second-rounder in Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, who's a fourth-rounder. Now, Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the NFL. So credit to Chris Ballard in trading up, getting value out of that draft selection, and Jonathan Taylor paying off on that trade up. Uh, running backs are not coveted in the way that they have been, despite the fact that Saquon Barkley went like in top three, right? Wrong. Jonathan Taylor, right. Good pick. You know, so really as you talk about what I'm referring to as mediocrity on the Colts roster, the, this this has two kind of forms. There are two sides to this coin. Number one, a lot of second and third round picks. Number two, you got a GM who has found a lot of second and third round picks who can staff adequately to ex excellently a number of spots on the roster. Um, let's talk about wide receiver. You got three second round picks. As the three guys you're going to rely on to get some vertical separation in that offense. Michael Pittman Jr., taken 34th overall, right behind T. Higgins a couple of years ago. Then you've got Alec Pierce, taken 53rd overall. You've got Paris Campbell as another second-round pick. And if you bring T.Y. Hilton back, that's a third-round pick from 2012. 
No first-rounders. You look at other teams, they got multiple first-rounders at the wide receiver position. Not the Colts. Can the Colts do it with three second-rounders and a third, potentially? How about at the tight end position? You got Mo Ali Cox. Mo was an undrafted free agent. You've got Jelani Woods, who is a third-rounder, and you got Kylan Granson, who is a fourth-rounder. This is unheard of. All right, the offensive line. You do have a couple of draft picks there that uh, were first-rounders. Ryan Kelly, who was drafted, first uh, center drafted in the first round, I think, ever by the Indianapolis Colts, and Quentin Nelson taken sixth overall in 2018. Okay. Then you've got a guy like Danny Pitter, and Danny Pitter was a was he a, a fifth rounder. Uh, you've got Braden Smith, who was a second rounder, and you've got Pryor. Matt Pryor was a sixth rounder, who was acquired as a free agent by the by the Colts, who you were thinking about putting a left tackle on Bernard Ryman, who was a third rounder. That's crazy, right? Uh, two first rounders on the offensive line, good. But the rest kind of cobbled together. This this is a front office who is either doing their job at an insanely high level or really not doing a very good job at all of, of putting together, uh, amassing a number of first-round picks. It depends on how you look at it. I tend to look at it as though Chris Ballard's done a hell of a job utilizing what he's had in draft equity and putting together a really good team. And you, you look at a guy like, we're not going to talk about Rocky Asin, but it, that guy representing that pick, he was 34th overall, right? He goes for Yannick Ngakwe, and Ngakwe was a, uh, a third rounder when he was drafted a few years ago. So he counts as a third rounder, despite the fact he used a second rounder to go get him. Right, DeForest Buckner, not a problem. First round draft pick for the 49ers, came here for a first round draft pick. That makes sense, right? You've got Quiddy Pay, first round draft pick, 21st overall in 2021. Is he going to be worth it? Then you got a bunch of guys. You've got second rounders like Ben Banigou, still on the roster, Tyquan Lewis, and Hurricane Dio. All right, a lot of second-round talent. Second-rounders, second-rounders, second-rounders. How do they break down? Uh, and then more second-rounders at the linebacker spot, and Darius Leonard and Bobby O'Karake. You got a fifth-rounder in E.J. Speed and a seventh-rounder in Zaire Franklin. No, like, elite-level, blue-level talent for the Colts, despite the fact that, obviously, Darius Leonard has played far beyond his draft pedigree, right? At DB, you got a, you got Stephon Gilmore, 10th overall. Long time ago, but 10th overall. Signed as a free agent, so he's got pedigree. Uh, you've also got Marvell Tell. Marvell Tell still on this roster. That's fascinating to me. This is the guy who will not go away. Has he ever made a meaningful play? Nothing against Marvell Tell. I mean, he is who he is. But, my God. Like, he took a whole year off because he was worried about COVID. Um, he was a fifth rounder out of USC. They didn't know whether he was a safety or cornerback. I'm not sure whether they do yet. Uh, Isaiah Rogers, a sixth rounder. And Kenny Moore was an undrafted free agent. Uh, 
Blackman and Cross at safety, third rounders. Willis, a fourth rounder. And Rodney McLeod was an undrafted free agent for the Rams. Like that, that's the craziest roster that's got a chance to excel that I've ever seen. Like you don't, you don't see that kind of, of productivity from second rounders very often. And a lack of first rounders, right? I mean, we can go back. Malik Hooker a first-rounder in 2017. That was Chris Ballard's first pick. The second-rounder that year was Quincy Wilson. Ugh. Strike one and two. 2018, Quentin Nelson, right? And then got busy in the second round. Darius Leonard, Braden Smith, both in the second round, both really, really good picks. Although they drafted inexplicably Braden Smith as a guard. And then I think really the media just pressured, just bulldogged, Chris Ballard and Frank Reich into playing him at tackle. Every day it was like, are you sure he's a guard? Yep, we drafted him as a guard. He looks like a tackle. Well, he's not. All right, he is. It's kind of the way it worked. I don't think the media had anything to do with it, though. And then wide receivers. Wow. Boop, boop. Second rounders everywhere. It's crazy. Trading back from the first round to pick up multiple second rounders and trading back in the second to get more second and third rounders has really paid off for the Colts in that they've built their own nucleus. Very few free agents. You know, Gilmore free agent, yeah. They traded for Matt Ryan, who likely would have been cut if not traded. Um, they would have been traded to somebody, right? Because somebody's going to want Matt Ryan. However, you, you really haven't used... Given the talent you've got, I mean, if you if you balance the scales, right, <clears throat> draft equity versus talent acquired, the Colts are on the way good end of that scale. And I think that if they go on and, and they win the AFC South and they move forward in the playoffs in a meaningful way, I think teams and owners are going to say, you know what, Jimmy Haslam's a dope. And the analytics that they use to build their drafts and sign free agents is just stupid. Let's do what Chris Ballard does. Let's utilize first-round picks to go get key blue players, but also second-round picks who can really build what we got. Colts are just fascinating. That front office has done really interesting work, right? Really interesting. Uh, last night, oh, by the way, Frank Gore retiring. Frank Gore was the best guy you've ever talked to. Going into the locker room and talking to Frank Gore made you feel good about whatever you were doing because that dude loved his job. Why do you do this, Frank? I, he was an old guy when he was with the Colts for three years, averaged almost 1,000 yards a year, just shy of that. 16,000 yards rushing overall for Frank Gore, third all-time in NFL history. Say, uh, why do you continue to do it at this age? I love the game, man. I love working at the game. And and he said it, he conveyed it in a way with such enthusiasm, you bought in. Absolutely loved talking to Frank Gore. Frank, you didn't run like an old man today. You didn't think so? I said, no. You, you, you ran like a young guy. You ran like you were 25. Man, thanks. Genuinely uh, happy with a compliment from a Yahoo Media guy. I loved talking to Frank Gore, retiring as a member of the San Francisco 49ers, as he should, signing a one-day contract, good for him. 
Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick also, uh, ta 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 and, uh, um, you know, the, the Civil War general hanging him up after a bunch of years at the age of 39, uh, way out kicked his, his coverage, right? Out through his coverage. Um, dude was a seventh rounder and threw over 200 touchdown passes in his career, made a lot of money. NBA Finals last night, the Celtics win game one, won 21-08. What did I tell you people? I tell you all the time. I'm like, if all the national media nuts are piling on this side, run to the other side. Don't walk, run to the other side and lay your money on the opposite. Always. If everybody agrees somebody's going to win, way more often than not, the other team does. Celtics winners last night, first team ever to come back from a deficit of more than 10 and win by more than 10, 121-08 by 12. 17-0 uh, run in the fourth. They outscored the Warriors 40-16 to in the fourth. They hit 21 of 41 threes. Uh, Al Horford was 6 of 8 last night. Ageless Al Horford. Marcus Smart, 4 of 7. Derek White, 5 of 8 from 3. There you go. Those three guys get hot. You start getting a lot of points from those guys, not named Brown or Tatum. You got a chance to win the game. Uh, Steph Curry was unconscious in the first quarter. Not enough for the Dubs. Cubs beat the Cards last night. Look, whatever you learn from sports, whether it's Frank Gore or Christopher Morrell or Nick Castellanos or whomever, love what you do. If you don't love what you do, it's on you, right? Christopher Morrell has elevated the emotional IQ, the EQ of the Chicago Cubs to a point where they're winning games against good teams, and they're doing it in threes. They beat the, the Brewers the last two games of their four-game set, and they beat the Cardinals last night. How about this guy? Um, you know, Keegan Thompson, for a losing team, one of the worst teams in baseball, at least they had been, Keegan Thompson is 6-0. and That's a hell of a thing. Last guy I saw do that was Steve, uh, Steve Stone, like in 77. Started the season 6-0. I think it was 77. Not a, That wound up being a good team, although they finished 500. They had a 47-22 and record at one point that season. Contreras, uh, Schwartzel, and Hap hit bombs. Schwartzel hit one, just killed it. Had to go 450 feet into the left center field bleachers. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this gorgeous Friday in central Indiana. Fish at Ruoff. This weekend, tonight, tomorrow, Sunday, will we be there? Of course we will be there. Love fish. Uh, Steve Carlock, Andrew Takami, Susan Lutz, Trombley, uh, Kyle Simpson, the great Kyle Simpson, Deanna Maupin celebrating a birthday, John Alisher, happy birthday, Mark Cahan celebrating a birthday, uh, one of the great campers in the history of uh, Camp Menominee, Kevin Browning and Jason Jason Parker celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. Celebrate like you're Christopher Morrell and you just hit a home run. If not, lift others. Celebrate somebody else with an honest and specific compliment. Be good to each other. Treat each other nicely. We can, we can raise the level of enjoyment of our lives in a massive way by treating each other better and being treated better ourselves as a result, it's a nice way to go through life, even if it doesn't work out for you. You know what? At least you tried, right?
Talk to you later today.